budding of a new sunrise doesn't just burn off morning dew by 9 a.m. Budding of a new sunrise competes with each fucking full moon. Budding of a new sunrise is an intergalactic iteration of yesteryear where each one of you tries to interpret its meaning. Through listening to this novel vernacular of voice, place yourself next to your favorite body of water. And through the rippling of its streams, hear it ask, do you drink me enough? Budding of a new sunrise is no magical Negro, new age hero, or black boy speaking from the days of his bank account below zero. But have you ever been so broke you went to sleep for dinner? Budding of a new sunrise is quite mystic. Last night, no sunset. Budding of a new sunrise is a motherfucker. It rose upon this rock and brought brighter moons shining through my bedroom, <laughs> my bedroom window. This arrogant son of a binary even shows us the other side of its moons. The punk has three. Each are a rocky chip off a weary comet. And when you try to show your father that each one smiles too, he sees floating rocks. Budding of a new sunrise is a story about a satellite. I had to dim my receptors to tell the others about it. And when that audience finally understood that this could be about a boy and his father, they sat hard, drooled, held onto their seats looking at me funny. Budding of a new sunrise is a power source for a St. Laurent fanboy whose fangirl is so ignorant to her kin of light, her aromas seep reeking between the stars of Rigel Kentaurus. That's the other moon, the other earth, for the non-astro geeks out there listening. Who should all view budding of a new sunrise as just poetry, my run on the Santa Monica Pier, Battery Park in Manhattan, the brisk January jog across the Nile in Egypt, or hot, I mean hot, sweaty run through villages of the airy colony in Mumbai, India. Don't claim you've heard this through my grapevine. Because of the seedless fruits where my teardrops, the juice. Some things you don't translate. That was a poem I wrote last month. Matter of fact, it was back in July. And I performed it in front of a crowd at the last laugh Sunday. Shout out to Tamara, Fias Place. Lately, I have been doing creative speakings, open mics, downtown Portland. And it's kind of my new form of presenting my creative self. And it's been quite interesting hearing people appreciate poetry. Funny thing is, it's kind of evolved to something a little bit more in terms of my ideas of where I want to go with poetry. And not just the people who seek to collaborate with me, but also just what I plan to add to the poetry not just words but you'll just have to see it come out of me good morning good evening good night this is bud talks podcast episode 363 and the budding of a new sunrise again i performed that poem last month at last laugh sunday 
excuse me, I keep saying last month, this is almost a month and a half ago, time is flying. The poem came to me at about four o'clock in the morning when the sun was rising, rising, excuse me, when the sun was rising around four o'clock in the morning back in July. I met Faya, her name's Tamara actually, she's, I believe she's from here in Portland, she does a creative show for creatives, creatives, artists, downtown Portland at, I believe it's the Rainbow, um, anyways, I forgot the name of the thing she uses that we perform at, but she asked me, I met her at Juneteenth, the festival back in June when I got back from my travels and we exchanged information. She later asked me, do you perform your poetry? I said, not really. I've done it once, but I mean, it doesn't mean I can't do it. I was going to be doing poetry open mics before COVID happened, but then all the venues had gotten shut down. So I wasn't able to actually perform all this time, just up until recently when I met her and she showed me what she does with creatives in the Portland area and also some in the Northwest come down and present their music, their poetry, comedians. It's a great venue. It's a great atmosphere of people to meet. The last I spoke on Bud Talks Podcast, episode 362, I was in the same spot next to the Columbia River here in Portland, Oregon. As we are running out of summer, I was in a place of rather uncertainty and you can kind of get that's often the narrative I tell on these podcasts because although the last three maybe four years of my life have been the most influential in this writing journey or just life in general I'm 35 years old and the last three haven't been exactly the way I expected them to be but they are panning out to be what I needed them to be so as they were uncertain, they were the most influential. So the last I spoke, I was talking about how I didn't know where summertime was going. This was almost a month ago. And right after that podcast, I got a phone call about an opportunity that I had applied to about a month or two before. Because when I got back to Portland after traveling the world, I was kind of in this place of what do I do now? You know, I'd sold my house and you know, wrote another journal, by the way, but I'll talk about that later. And didn't really know what I was going to do, whether I was going to just work temporarily and continue traveling or stay in Portland or even move out of Portland, maybe. I I knew one thing. I, I, I knew I needed to trust myself and be the best of me every day because no matter what happens, I'm going to have to be the best version of me because... As I kind of look around and shout out to this airplane coming in, landing at PDX runway 10L right down here beside the Columbia River. I saw the Iceland Air again today. I love seeing that Iceland aircraft, the 757 Boeing. This is an Airbus right here above us, United Continental, they merged, so that's whatever. I forgot what I was talking about now. Anyways, when I got back to Portland, like I said, I, I didn't really know what was going to happen with the summertime. I knew that I had about five goals in mind, which 
I've completed four already. The one was taxes. Uh, yes, I did my taxes late. Another one was to meditate every day and strive for a better version of myself from yesterday. Number three was continue to work out. Uh, another was continue or finish the draft. I finished another draft of a book that probably won't be out for another year or two, but I'll talk about that much later. This is a nonfiction that is probably going to change the world, but every writer says that, right? But I'm different. Um, nonetheless, here I am at a turning point in my life where I've completed four of the five goals. And the fifth, or excuse me, fourth and most recent goal that I completed was figuring out a long-term financial plan or opportunity. Ooh, that's Southwest Airlines coming in hot, 737 Boeing. Probably coming from some basic-ass United States city. I don't know. Could be coming from Mexico. I think Southwest goes to Mexico. Who cares? Shit. Fuck. Who cares? Interrupting. Talks 363. Anyways, um, speaking of airplanes, the opportunity I got is to work for I'm not going to say the company name just for confidential reasons because of what I'll be doing there, but it's a airplane magazine company. So I'm excited about that. I'm very excited to be working in aviation. A little bit of backstory behind that, so or maybe going back about four years now I was working for Flight Global which is a aviation data company they do a lot of other stuff with pharmaceuticals and legal and hot stuff like that healthcare um, but this opportunity at Flight Global I worked at for a year and sold aviation data made a lot of money and was able to quit my job buy a house and basically become a full-time author for about a year before I actually struggled and then freelanced, wrote books, and focused on myself, became a better version of me, lived my beast life, literally. And it wasn't really about bringing my A-game to my runs, bringing my A-games to my workouts or boxing. It was about being a beast. That's where the A-game's at. Get it? So here I am back in aviation in an opportunity that I see more so long-term, but of course there's going to be this honeymoon stage where I'm you know, working and then writing and it's great because don't really have to worry about money and there's kind of this long-term opportunity with writing and publishing with them. It's kind of this point of life where I'm looking at things completely on the other side because it's where I wanted to be a year ago. And it's going to be a challenge because... I've been somewhat of a creative entrepreneur, solopreneur for the past four years, and now I'm more so of an employee that I'm not going to really think of it as being an employee because that's just a word, but personally, it's just going to be a part of my journey, and that's just what the company is going to do, but as things unfold, I start Monday, I get my laptop tomorrow. As things unfold, I'll kind of share more information about what I'll be doing for them and with them. But, you know, that's kind of me running out of summer, kind of seeing the brighter things and becoming the brighter things. Because if you've heard my last couple podcasts, you would know that like the last three years of my life, they've been uncertain. The only thing that has been certain is 
my faith and my hope and my God blesses ability to be so driven and motivated and also be driven and motivated without being driven and motivated. You know, one thing about being an adult is you got to do things when you don't want to do them and finding opportunities that actually light up your day or future rather is hard nowadays. And it took me four months to find something like this, you know, it took me a while. And I'm very grateful. And aside from that, as I mentioned earlier, you know, every month I'll be doing open mics. Try to do more as I kind of figure out who's doing what in Portland. And probably do some traveling or or travel to do open mics in other cities or whatnot. But, you know, 2022 was about traveling the world and expanding and now that I'm back in Portland for a little bit longer, I'll be doing expanding as I'm in this city. And that's what I'm excited about. Before I close this out, I do want to say that um, you know, I had a dream last week. And it was about my dad and it was or not about my dad he was in it and I've kind of spoken on this on another podcast I forgot which one it was I think it was maybe season one but I spoke about lucid dreaming so lucid dreaming is basically when you wake up in your dream and control it it's like you're dreaming but in a more controlled state for example if you're in a nightmare you can stop and say what the fuck this is just a dream I'm not scared and then you literally do something that no longer makes you fearful or you kind of remove the mask of whatever or whoever it is that's scaring you and kind of come to this realization that you're dreaming and it's not real so you can do whatever you want last week I as I've been doing I meditated before bed stretched and did all that pre-bed stuff and I woke up in the dream having been sleeping on concrete with just a blanket as if I was homeless. And I was waiting for my dad to come out of the building and he was coming out with our old preacher at our old church. He was also in my dream. So my dad's driving his truck. He's walking out from the building and I, I kind of a little bit shameful that I'm homeless waking up on the concrete as they're in this building whether it's a conference or a church I don't really know but kind of set the setting I'm trying to hide under these covers waiting for my dad as a preacher's coming out who I know and I get in the car and my dad's like speeding off of the parking lot and it's like people walking around this conference building or whatever and he's just speeding past them. At one point, he speeds up to the point where we're, we're, we crash into this wall. And we don't die. It's like we just crash and then we're on the other side of the wall. So it's almost as if we crashed through the wall. Quite interesting. And then that's when I woke up. That's when I realized that this is a dream. So at this point, I'm lucid dreaming after we crash through the wall. And a friend of mine who I grew up with 
she once told me that, you know, if I've always told myself that I felt like as though my father had let me down. Completely different subject. But in the dream, it kind of dawned on me to ask this question that she told me to ask him. Or she was a reason why I even thought to ask it while I'm lucid dreaming. And the question was, so after we crashed through the wall, I turned to my dad and say, why are you in my dream? And as normal, my mind starts spinning because I'm a kind of awake in this dream. And as normal for my father, he takes a while to answer. He used to take forever to answer anything. It's like he didn't want to speak. And eventually he says, there's just a lot of space. And I didn't know what that meant. And at this point, I'm, I'm, you know, awakened. It's the only time I can, like, consciously speak to him, you know, in a dream. It's the only time I see him, really. Obviously, he's dead. But I asked him, why are you in my dream? And he says, there's a lot of space. So I, I get that answer and I'm like okay whatever but then I think to ask another question and I asked him I was I said what's my purpose in life and he answers you know it takes his time to answer and he says you have your numbers and you have your business that's your purpose and there's come to be a lot of betrayal and that, that was it. I woke up in so much bliss. And I, I didn't know what to think of the space response to why he's always in my dreams. What space is it referring to? Maybe my mind is so spatial or just so, I don't know, spaced out. And I think about him a lot. Was I projecting in the dream? He's there because there's nothing else to dream of besides my dad. And maybe there's some trauma that still needs to be healed between us two. Because as I mentioned, I've always kind of felt he let me down in a way. But the interesting thing was the next question when I asked him what's my purpose. And he said numbers and my business. And And that was quite interesting because I am passionate about vehicle digest i'm very passionate about (laughs) i guess numbers i'm very good with numbers abstraction rather and the interesting thing about betrayal that answer that part of the answer you know i'm not really big on betrayal but i know he was betrayed by a handful of his family members And that's Bud Talks 363. Good morning, good evening, good night. Bye-bye.